listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and of course the media team at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. Now, if you are watching this, spoiler alert, we have a very special guest coming on the show today, of course. But if you're listening, then you're about to, you know, you're not privy to any of this. Like, well, I guess unless you read the uh, the intro, I guess, the intro label. But if you just click <laughs> the download, you're good to go. But before I introduce uh, our very special guest, I got to do our my usual check-in with the GM, my brother. How are we doing tonight? Everything's good, man. Had a long day at work today. I just got back. This first day back after, what, four days? I think. Because you were in Mexico. I was in Mexico. Came back Sunday. Took yesterday off to relax and got to watch a Rockets double OT victory. And for anyone that is listening, uh, I did release a post-game article on ApolloHOU.com. So if anyone wants to check that out, love for you to read my horrible grammar and sentence structure. But, you know, there's just a lot of emotion behind this article. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, give it and give it a listen. It's a great article. But uh, let's let's not you know, beat around the bush. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. I just want to give her a proper introduction. Look, our very we have a very special guest coming on the summit today. She's this current sideline reporter for the Houston Rockets. She's also a host of the Rockets All Access show. It is an honor to have for the first time ever at the summit, Vanessa Richardson. Yay! <laughs> How you doing? I am so, so, so good. And I'm so thankful for you guys having me on. You guys, you know, obviously have a loyal listening and fun fact. When I worked at KPRC, and I'm sure we'll get into to my career or whatever, but when I was at Channel 2 here in Houston, I was the first, let this be known, you can ask Des, person to do a story on Apollo Media. Nobody had done a story, and I did a local a story. It was during the World Series last year about, or maybe during ALCS, um, about how you guys, that Apollo was just making moves with, I think that the story was primarily t-shirts, but then I got into how, you know, you guys were growing and all that. So love you guys at Apollo and, and appreciate having me on. Wow. You got, you, you were the first interviewer like that, like put it, like put well, them on, or put well, put us on the map. Yes, I, guess. Like, I did the story then a couple of the other stations and people started, but I was like, I'm the OG. Now you guys already had a huge platform. So I'm not saying I helped with that, but I took pride in the fact that I pitched that to my bosses. I did a story, it aired on, on Houston life on KPRC. And I was very, very uh, happy and just loved meeting Des and, and the guys. That is so cool. I didn't even know this. I, this is the first time I'm hearing <laughs> of it. So I am new to this whole thing just as well as, I'm sure my brother is. Did you know this? Yeah, no, I did not. But that's great to hear. You know, huh. love for the boys always. You know. Now we can circle back. I can I can crop this clip and just 
pump that out to the world. So uh, <laughs> big time, big time. Thank yous on that one. We appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm sure Des and Josh will appreciate that as well. But mm. Vanessa, this episode is all about you. You know, first of all, it's just such an honor to get you on. Um, just the current sideline reporter for the Houston Rockets. We've gotten Craig Ackerman on. So it's just a, a good <laughs> deal just to be able to get you on as well. And and we kind of wanted, you know, it was obviously a, a change of pace for you, you know, being the you were the newest sideline reporter for the Rockets. I want to get your story leading up to that moment. But let, I want to talk about first, first and foremost, just your your humble beginnings. Let's talk about that right now. You know, how did you get your start? Where did your love of sports come from? You're so sweet. So my love of sports came from my late father. He was sports obsessed and I just, that was our thing. We, um, I'm from Terre Haute, Indiana. So it's about an hour from Indianapolis. Um, people don't usually know where it is. It's where Indiana state is. It's where Larry Bird went to college. Um, there's a federal prison there. Like I don't, you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, I'm from an area right outside the, near the outskirts of Terre Haute and, um, my dad, and I would go to Colts training camp. So for, from like 1999 to 2009, the Indianapolis Colts trained literally in my backyard, like less like steps from my driveway. So my dad and I would go, and that was back in the day when you could go to NFL training camps twice a day, every day, and then full pads. It's not like it is now. So, um, that, you know, that, and then we would go to Indiana State basketball games. We would go to IU basketball games, take the drive to Bloomington. Loved the Pacers, loved Reggie Miller, loved Jermaine O'Neal, the Duncan Dutchman, um, all that. And then, you know, we hit a couple Cubs games. And so it just went to, you know, we went to Lambeau, Indy 500, you know, our thing. And so, um, yeah, my dad, my late father was really the one that got me into loving sports. And both of my parents, I mean, I told them in middle school that I wanted to work in sports media and they were so, so, so supportive. It was, you know, they weren't the parents that were like, well, you need to get a real job. You know, they were really great about, um, about encouraging that. So I ended up going to, um, a smaller university, university of Indianapolis. It's a division two school on the South side of Indy. And, um, it was just a special time in Indianapolis. They had just hosted the Super Bowl, hosted the Super Bowl in 2012. My freshman year of college would have been 2013. So, um, Indy was just hopping and I, I could feel that there were a lot of opportunities. And so, um, I actually started in radio. I, I hosted a jazz and classical radio FM radio station. I was a DJ, true story. Um, and, but, but the caveat was that I got to cover the Colts and the Pacers and the Indy 500 for that radio station, as long as I did the whole DJ thing. So, you know, I'd be like that I'm Vanessa and that was Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, it was the full radio thing, but I enjoyed it. Did some TV nice. at the university and then got my first kind of quote unquote big media job as the in arena host for the Indiana Pacers. So the Jumbotron girl, um, and I did that my junior and senior year of college. So it would have been 20, the 2015, 16 season. And then the 16, 17 season. Um, and yeah, so then I got on with the radio, another radio station in Indy. I interned at the NBC affiliate, um, during deflate gate. I, um, you know, from there it was just grabbing each and every opportunity and then had an amazing opportunity right out of college, to go to Cincinnati and 
work for the NBC affiliate there doing traffic, morning traffic and news and sports. So I was working a lot of double shifts, absolutely grinding, getting up at 2 a.m. and then either doing a news story after the morning show or coming back at night. So like Fridays, I would um, do morning traffic, sleep for three hours and come back and do Friday night football in Cincinnati. So that was fun and enjoyed that. Loved the Midwest. Um, but after two years of, of the double shifts, just wanted a full-time sports gig. So there was the opening here at KPRC for weekend anchor, weekday reporter. Um, and that's where I joined Randy McElvoy and, and Ari Alexander and um, did two years at KPRC. And, you know, got the Luna interview, which was a huge thing um, for me personally and yeah, it, uh, yeah, covered the traveled with the Texans, just covered, you know, obviously everything and anything Astros, Rockets. I'd known Eric Gordon being an Indiana girl for seven years, so it was so cool to cover Eric and um, covered the high schools in Houston, covered the colleges, the Cougs Final Four. So, yeah, that was um, Channel Two was great, but then, you know, you, you get to a point to where you know you're not going to move up anymore. And, you, you know, I knew I would never be off the weekends. Um, we were shooting and editing a lot of our own stuff, which kind of hinders you as a journalist to be able to grow in certain ways. So I just wanted to grow. Um, and so I left Channel 2 a year ago, actually, pretty much exactly a year ago, December of 2021, and um, hosted a radio show with Paul Gallant from February to, I guess, August. It was so much fun. I, I did my show from the Super Bowl. I... Paul and I had a great producer, Sean, who was incredible. Um, and it was just, it was so much fun. And it was, it was so much creative freedom and, and to go, and again, so much appreciation for channel two, but to go from doing two minute sports casts to, to being able to talk for two hours and argue for two hours and really have to build that skill set. And again, I started in radio, but this was like hosting a show is, is just different and it's live and it's in the moment. So I um, loved that. And that's when AT&T, I had wanted to um, get with AT&T and just do some freelance stuff. And so that's when I started filling in, um, doing pre and post for the Astros when Kevin Eschenfelder needed a day off or whatever. And I was really content with that. I got to tell you, I loved hosting that radio show and then doing TV on the side. Like I was cool with that. Um but then, you know, the goal was always to be part of a broadcast and part mm -hmm. of a show. And I loved basketball growing up in Indiana. Basketball's everything. So when the Rockets job came open, I was like, oh, man, like that would be incredible if they chose me. Um, and luckily they did. And Kaylee was fantastic to me and um, and everyone's been great. So that was kind of long winded. But that is the that is the full Vanessa career look ahead for the most part. I just hopped in an audio book like I just hopped in a little like an audio book biography like no, but I love it. Like <laughs> this is no, but this is great. Like that's the thing, like when it comes to you know when you're once you're like in it like we all know you're the silent reporter for the rockets but like to hear the story hear how yeah. you got there you know i like it it's more about the journey than it is just about the destination right I love that. and it's so true because i always like to tell people that want to get into broadcasting and whether people want to do what you guys are doing podcasting multimedia um or if they wanted to you know do sports betting or be the sports center anchor like there's a million different slices of the 
pie and the way that my agent says it, which I love it, is there's just the pie is sliced up more now. There's more, you know, you have the Pat McAfee show, you have, mm-hmm. you know, Kay Adams who's doing a fan duel. It's not just Sports Center now. What I always tell people and aspiring sports people is like, you can't control your journey. Like it's just so it's so like I had oh, no, no. Affiliation before I moved. Oh, but now I love it. It's fun. So yeah, it's it's an interesting story for sure. So how was that? How was that jumping like? How was that like going south? And how's it been like acclimating to the city? Like yeah, you know what so I mean. Cincinnati only Cincinnati was only two hours from Indianapolis and only three hours from Terre Haute, my hometown. So Cincinnati was an adjustment, just because whenever you're out of college, it's an adjustment, right? But I was still within driving distance of everybody and everything. Um, Houston was where I really grew up. I moved here when I had just turned 24 and knew nobody, had no ties, no significant other. I didn't even know, like I like signed off to live in an apartment in a Galleria that I had never been to, which is a completely different story. Don't do that, kids. Um, excuse me. But I, I just like... Um, I, I, the, the weather was hard cause I moved here in August. Yeah. So I'm immediately covering this training camp and, That's the, rough. and the high school. Yeah. And going to high school football practices where I'm like, why am I drenched the second I walk out of my channel two news car? Like what is going on? Um, so the yeah, Houston but heat like- will humble you real quick. Will humble you real quick. Oh. <laughs> humble. Like, humble. You don't look cute in the like you don't look cute. Like you got the whole thing. Yeah. No, could never, could never. Okay, so we'll, your journey up obviously <laughs> is a is a great thing, but I also want to like know like so what was the process like? How walk us through that process of like how you ended up getting the Houston Rockets gig? Well, yeah, great question because I was so I, I'm sure. If, most people that are listening watch the Rockets. So the Rockets are on AT&T Sportsnet, which is the same channel that has the Astros. So when I started the radio show with Paul Gallant in, I guess, February, technically. So I left Channel 2 in December of 2021. January, I I intentionally took time off to go home and and hang out with my family. And then February, launched the radio show on ESPN 97.5. April in April, AT&T Sportsnet called and needed somebody to fill in for Astros and not, not for Julia. Cause Kaylee Griffin would fill in for Julia, but for Kevin Eschenfelder. Um, and so I was already part-time at AT&T Sportsnet, um, in April, May, June, July, August doing Astros stuff. And I did, a, I mean, I did like 25 Astros games because, um, Kevin fills in for Todd Callis or whatever. So when Kevin would fill in for Todd, then I, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like a, or, or Kevin would fill in and do radio. And then I, so it, um, it was great. And I, you know, Julia and Jeff and Todd and everybody at AT&T, like even Jim Crane was encouraging. I remember telling him that I wanted to get into regional networks and, and be more part of a, a, you know, live game, but like everybody in Houston was just so great and so encouraging um, that it seemed like a natural fit to want to be more involved with the teams here. 
So, um, yeah, I was already at AT&T part-time and then Kaylee got an incredible opportunity that she definitely deserves. Um, and you know, if you've worked in sports media and, and moved around, you know, that your personal life and your professional life rarely ever mesh. And she had a unique opportunity, you know, to work for the Cleveland Cavaliers and be in the same city as her fiance. Um, so she took it and yeah, and it, she's, killing it she's doing pre and post game um so she's more settled in obviously because you don't travel when you do pre and post and she's crushing it in cleveland um and so you know i i just they they approached me and said you know we may have an opening and i said you know and i said i'm definitely definitely interested like i told you guys i basketball's in my dna being from indiana um and it was just a natural fit. And from then it was, um, you know, they wanted me to meet the, the people from the Rockets, which I had already covered the Rockets. So I already knew like the PR people and I already kind of knew of the Fertitas and had met them before. Um, and so there was already a good amount of familiarity, but, to, you know, to discuss with a couple of folks in the organization, what the, the vision is, um, you know, for this role and what they want and all that was really great. So it all, it, it came together quickly. Like I will say that it, um, it was quick. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I actually have a very, very funny and random story. So the first time that I ever saw you like doing Astros <laughs> broadcast uh, to fill in fun fact, it was a day game. You did, did you did a day game and if I remember correctly this was in my classroom so I was a teacher right oh, we had oh, so I was You're exposing yeah, so I, yourself putting on yeah, the Astros I was. with the students again no no absolutely what can they do <laughs> what can they do fire me at this point they can't fire me at this point it is what it is and I got I got permission I got permission by the way just by the way shout out to St. Lawrence you guys got my permission so we're all good so anyways <laughs> so I turned the game on and it was pre-game but I kind of just had it like I had the kids doing art and I'm like all right kids we're gonna you know we're gonna do free art I'm gonna turn on the Astros game we're gonna have a blast great day like the kids really earned it they were so good the whole week. It was, uh, if I remember, it was like either Thursday or Friday. Turned on the game. It was pregame. And I had it on, like, I had it on a computer, but then I connected it to, like, a bigger screen. So we had to hook up on that to a bigger screen. So I had it on a bigger screen. I kind of dimmed the lights slightly. And then you pop up, right? You pop up. You're talking about the Astros. I'm just, and I'd never seen you. And I was just like, I was like, oh, who's she? And I saw Vanessa Richardson. Oh, Vanessa Richardson. Okay, cool. I was like, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. This is great. This is awesome. So funny. I had a boy randomly a little boy i'll never forget this this little boy his name is a cade cade blasts out she's pretty and i was like i was like who i was like i was like who and then he points she's pretty and i was just like whoa this, this, this was like what kindergarten right ken i'm like i'm like yeah bro you're like five years old i'm like well who taught first of all how do you know this <laughs> that's hilarious Good taste or bad taste depending on how you feel about me <laughs> <laughs> what well, like you know, that, like I, the confidence there yeah there you go there you go so uh -huh. Fun fact, I want to know that that was kind of like, it was just the most like hilarious way to kind of like introduce you, I guess, as a sports broadcaster, like to my, to my point of view, it was just really fun. Shout out to you for being a teacher. Cause that is, wow. I'm convinced artist jobs are in the world. Do you still teach? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I left the profession. Uh, I, I did five years and I, and I, and I, 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 
I couldn't do it. There's a ton of reasons, uh, ton of reasons why. Uh, w- one reason I'll always say though, it's never, it's never because the kids, not because yeah. the kids. That's well, you they have kept all, me in there. All, um, all of my respect for that. So I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Thank you. Okay, so before we shift into uh, too much about our jobs here, uh, let's let's go ahead and you know continue. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. So let's move through the process. Now you are the Rockets' official sideline reporter. I know the GM has questions for you. GM, go ahead and take the reins here. <laughs> well, Vanessa, I don't know if you've if you've known that we've had Craig Ackerman on a couple times. He's a good friend of the podcast, wonderful guy. Um, I'm just curious to know if you've had any experiences with them that stand out to you, like comically. As I know, like when we spoke with Matt Thomas and Craig, they were talking about how they visited Ryan Hollins at the big three, see him play two minutes, and he did not touch the court at all, and they were there for him. Poor guys. But, you know, like, <laughs> I love those guys. They're they're wonderful human beings. Is there anything um, interesting or fun that you can tell um, our listeners that you've had experiences with them? I just love them both. And, and you know, I've known Matt Thomas. I, Matt's one of the first people I met when I moved to Houston to work at KPRC three year, years ago. So I've known Matt Thomas. Um, actually, two guys that I know, this is like really getting into the weeds here, but two guys that I know that, um, they're from Houston, but they live in Indianapolis and run some restaurants. So I know them from Indy, but so they live in my home state. I live in theirs. And the other day they were like, must know Matt Thomas. I'm like, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> so Matt, Craig is a cool and, um, you know, obviously he, in his own right, a legend here in Houston. And then Ryan, if you follow the NBA, you know, Ryan Hollins, cause he was a journeyman. Um, but we just get along really well. I, we were in probably maybe Denver somewhere. And, and a couple of us um, just, you know, went out and had dinner and had a really good time. And uh, there were, you know, whatever we're adults. So I think each of a couple of us had had a drink and me and someone else from the Rockets had a spicy margarita. And so the next day uh, during the margarita Mondays read, it was, Oh, Vanessa likes her spicy margaritas. (laughs) Uh, But just, you know, I'm, I'm big, like, you know, you can probably tell, I don't, I take my job seriously, but I try not to take myself seriously. So any, any kind of jobs that we can make and, and poke fun at each other are always a really, really good time. But yeah, we, we have a good time together for sure. And we travel a lot. We spend a lot of time together, so we have to like each other. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I'm brothers with Kenny, so it's kind of, I'm like, I'm forced to like, and we have a podcast, we're related. It's kind of like, it's just one of those things, you know, we're just, we're stuck, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, however people view that, you know what I mean? I totally get that. I mean, I know that, uh, was it Matt told us some stories about doing trivia with Stephen Silas? He he spoke very glowingly and- about that. And I think he posted up a picture about winning. I don't remember when it was, I think it was the beginning of the year. Kenny, did you see that? Do you remember seeing that? Yes, I do remember I, seeing I, it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Gonna, yeah I... Anyways, to go on, <laughs> like last night's Rockets game, the Rockets oh. and Sixers, it was the return of Harden, you know, like, and it was, it was a great victory. You know, we were watching it and it was, gosh, it, that was a nail biter. It was kind of intense. We weren't, we weren't sure exactly how is it going to finish, but hey, we were very, very happy. Uh, even though we do a podcast, we're fans number one, first and foremost. Yeah, you we know, were so it. it was fun. It was fun. How is 
how was the atmosphere over there last night? And it was funny because we'd see you like in between, like, uh, what was it like right before the end of the fourth and before the end of the o- first OT, we'd see you standing on the sidelines and like, oh, there's Vanessa. She's ready to do an interview just in case. And I'm sure if it goes to second OT, you're like, ah, oh, I guess I got to go sit back down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but how was the experience last night uh, overall? <sighs> Just incredible. And, you know, these young guys, like there are so many of them are young, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, both, I I believe, said that they don't even remember if they've ever played in a double overtime game. And and Jalen talked about how, excuse me, how exhausted he was. Um, the energy was incredible. And, it, you know, it's not just James Harden, it's PJ Tucker, it's Daryl Morey. There were, yes. I think, five total former Rockets on that 76er squad. Plus of course, you know, Daryl and look, I mean, I, people here lo- loved James and people in the Rockets like dare, like I, whatever, but it's still that kind of in a familiar enemy type of deal. Yeah. Um, Kevin Porter jr. Who said James Harden was his idol and, and, you know, to beat your idol, like it is just awesome. And so the energy was spectacular um, the guys fought and my thing is that like, yeah, you hope your starting five will fight, but then the fact that you have like Tari and KJ and Oos, I mean, the fact that you have guys that come off the bench and play to the point of exhaustion every game, I love. And it's, it's that reason where it's like, I know the Rockets are going to win more games and that it's going to get better because they're young and they're talented. There are some young teams throughout sports, not just basketball, that are young or and not the talent's not there. The Rockets are young and talented. So, um, yeah, I mean, last night was incredible. And, and you know, Jalen, if you watch our post-game interview on AT&T Sportsnet's Twitter, he's hunched over at first and then he has to get up because he's so tired. So it oh, was, yeah. it was a, a great night. Oh, it, it was a wonderful evening. Like we were just so, so happy to see it. I mean, the fact that KPJ got that clutch block on James, that's an amazing feeling considering that is someone, someone that he looks up to. Yeah. Jalen in the post game interview, when you interviewed him, he was just like, he just looked like he was ready to just plop down and relax. Poor guy. But I mean, I think he played like 44 minutes last night. That was probably a career. Yeah. High. I don't, I don't think they've played a double OT game at all, but not that right. I remember on this a lot and I it's something that I look back and, and I've said it in a couple post-game interviews but it means to a lot to me when it's a complete team win and don't get me wrong I love when one person takes takes the the game into their own hands and drops 40 whatever that's great but when you have okay Jabari Smith Jr. making that unbelievable three when you have Bruno Fernando inserting his will and being physical, and then you have Tari Eason, who was one point shy of tying his career high, I believe. Um, and then you have KJ Martin, who isn't scared of anything. Like, I think he's scared of literally nothing. I, to, for everybody to contribute, I think is what made it a really cool win to me. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, because when you think about it, like in all facets of the game, that's why I called it easily the best game of the season. You had the Phoenix game, obviously, on Friday. That was like, yeah, yeah that was fun. And that was a fun win. Like, don't get me wrong. They came back. They were down double digits. They came back and won. But like just getting that one, there was just that extra 
that extra push. It felt nice. There was nothing like it. There was nothing like it. I was, I was enjoying it. I, you know, we were just, you know, we were, we, me and the, my brother, we just watched together. And then, uh, by the end of the game, I mean, I was just, I was super pumped. We had to do a post game. Like we were like, okay, well, time to get the mics and we got to go like we got to go and record and i think i put out that episode at like 11 at night like i was like <laughs> I, I i sent it live at 11 at night. i was like oh my god we're all, we're wired right now and it's funny too because you have outside fans that are all like why are y'all care y'all are literally seven and 17 why do you care and i'm like you don't understand like as a fan base like and that's what i explained during our, our last episode like i was like you know people can complain about anything but sometimes you just have to enjoy and this was yeah. so fun. I'm a big believer in that. And you know what? Here's here's the thing that always shocks me when people say things like that. Whatever city you're a fan of, whatever sport you're a fan of, whether it's football or auto racing, soccer, whatever, there are so many teams that have been successful that have gone through years of really tough times, rebuilding, mm-hmm. re, you know, navigating, hiring, firing, drafting, whatever term you want to use. How about the Astros? I think the Astros did that. Am I wrong? No. And so I'm not saying the Rockets are the next, I'm just, I'm just saying like for people to act like it's not exciting for a young team to start winning more often is like insane to me and whatever like yeah there's there this the record is what it is but to me it's like the the win column is going to start being more prominent as they mesh together and learn each other and and you know they're they're young they're malleable like you can mold these guys um so yeah i the haters I'm not going to flip him the bird. I'm just going to say be quiet because I'm professional. <laughs> She's not going to Kate Upton. There you go. She's not going to Kate Upton them. She refuses. I love it. I know <laughs> that's a whole nother, whole nother ball game. Aww. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I mean, you know, like, I think it's great to see us um, just progression. That's all. That's all we ask for, you know, as fans. Even then, like, Seven and seventeen, it may look bad in terms of like just plain record, but if you've watched this team the last three years, this is certainly the type of progression that we've that we'd love to see. Kenny, he's a big fan of Jabari Smith Jr. And we're starting to see uh, him who really, really Could you tell? find his Could footing. You tell? Could you tell? Yeah, just just a tad <laughs> bit. Just a tad bit. You know, like he's great. Just, oh, he seems like an amazing human being. Don't tug at like, my heartstrings now, Vanessa. Don't tug on it because because <laughs> it means a lot to me. He's fantastic and is honest about where he's at and what he wants to see from himself. He doesn't pull the whole, well, I'm an NBA player now, so I know everything. Like he'll, he'll tell you post game what he wants to get better, what he wants to work on. Um, and you know what? The, let's just talk about this rookie class. Cause I love him. I adore Ty Ty Washington. I think he's going to be a stud. And then Tari Eason is like old school competitive, like Tari. Yes. I literally told 50 Cent because 50 Cent was like, which player should I want? I told 50 Cent, Tari's going to be like big time. And I'm not just saying that because I work for the Rockets. I'm saying that because he's competitive. No one is harder on him than he is on himself, which I think is huge. Um, Always takes accountability. Was sixth man of the year at LSU. 
has had to fight for playing time, has the proverbial chip on the shoulder. Like I believe in Tari Eason, if you can't tell. And this whole rookie class. Oh, they're so good. But, you know, Jabari's, Jabari's going to get talked about because he's the three overall pick, which he should be. And Ty Ty's going to get, I mean, he's the, the, the clips that are going viral of him in the G League. Um, I, I just, I love this rookie class so much. Yeah, no, I, I think that they've just been doing just incredible stuff. Like, and I know Ty Ty will get his chance. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I mean, he's, they're such a talented crop. And that's what I've been saying. I've been, I've been tooting that horn since day one of like, this is easily the most talented, like crop in the last three years since the beginning of the rebuild, like easily and by far. And Vanessa, you are at the, not, you're like at the proverbial center of it, mm-hmm. literally. So you get to interview them Front and everything. Seeds. Yeah. And I got to say, too, because Tari, like, honestly, like Tari seems like a very fun interview as well. Like he seems he like such a character. Has unbelievable taste. And like, I'm a very old soul. Like I, if you look at the music I listen to, it's like Bill Withers, Tom Petty, you know, whatever. Bless. Um, and Tari has an old soul and is just very cultured and, um, yeah, but they're all just not, I mean, they're all great guys. And, yeah. you know, we, all, we spend a lot of time together on the planes, mm-hmm. in the locker room, I, at, at practice. I'm at every practice and shoot around. So the relationship with them is important. And so far, just all of them, it's been great, truly. Gosh, you love to hear that. I mean, I love Tari. Um, I believe that he is somebody that will make a name for himself in this league. And if you're on Twitter, you see his mom post (laughs) so much content. I love it. His mom is a character. He's a character and I love it. And um, I can only imagine how he feels, but he he handles everything like a trooper. He just seems like the kind of guy who takes everything in stride and you love to see it. But I think he he comes from a strong woman and um, Mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, and, and yeah, I just, I love his competitiveness. I love his hustle and, you know, Jabari and Tai Tai just, it's a great group. And I, I come in Rafael Stone and, and, you know, Tillman and Patrick Fertitta and Gretchen and everybody that sees the vision of where this franchise is going and, and sees who will fit and what pieces they need. Cause I think that's, they've done a good job of identifying that. No, you're definitely right. For sure. Um, Vanessa, one last question before we uh, before we finish this. Um, of course, you're from Indiana. I'm just curious to know who is your favorite athlete when you were growing up from there. I mean, of course, you had Mister Indiana, Eric Gordon. He is on the Rockets, so if you choose him, I totally understand. No but, bias, you know, right? You, exactly. You know, you had the guys from the Colts. Uh, you know, uh, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison. You know, um, even then, Andrew Luck from Houston. You know, what a guy. And Reggie Miller, like you said, I mean, I love Reggie Miller personally. I'm an old, so I love nineties basketball and Reggie yeah. Miller was one of the guys that I just adored growing up as a kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Peyton Manning, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Tamika Catchings who changed women's basketball in India. Tamika's mm-hmm. awesome. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, the, our scene with AJ Foyt, Houston native and, you know, Mario ready the Indy 500 is a very real thing Eric Gordon is the first high one of the first high school basketball players I watched he was on an AAU team with Greg Oden Mike Conley Jr. Josh um 
why am I blanking on his last name? McRoberts. Um, they have one of the best AAU of all time. Hyperbole, like it's ranked as one of the best AAU teams of all time. So um, I watched Eric play. He was in high school when I was in elementary school. So he is actually one of the first high school basketball players I watched. And he embarrassed one of Michael Jordan's sons on national TV. If you ever want to Google that story, um, he was unbelievable fight to recruit him between Illinois and Indiana was epic. And then he played a year under um, at Indiana and, and, you know, went to the NBA. So loved Eric. And then, yeah, I mean, as far as the Pacers go, it was definitely Reggie Miller. I really liked Jermaine O'Neal um, and, and just the swagger that he had. And then, you know, who didn't love Rick Smith's the Duncan Dutch and du- du- Oh du- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rick um, Smith's the, the, the Davis brothers, you know, yeah. Jalen Rose when he was there. I'm, I'm a big Jalen um, Rose guy. I love Jalen Rose. So <laughs> like my childhood and, you know, definitely Peyton Manning, um, God, I loved Reggie, Reggie Wayne as well. Um, yes. Yeah. He always killed the Texans always, way back. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the two Reggies, you know, Reggie Miller and Reggie Wayne. But, um, you know, there's no Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis without Peyton Manning. There's certainly not a Super Bowl, Super Bowl victory. There's certainly not the Super Bowl that Indy hosted between the Patriots and Giants. I mean, it's incredible how a, a franchise quarterback can change the trajectory of a city and in those smaller cities, like, you know, Houston, New York, LA, they're always going to be meccas. Right. But um, Peyton definitely changed Indy. Indy. So um, yeah, I love any and all Houston and, and Indiana connections. Um, and there's plenty of them. Like you guys said, Eric Gordon, there's, um, you know, all the many, many AFC South Texans Colts matchups throughout the years. So, Oh Lord. Yeah, no. always, always <laughs> PTSD from way back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vanessa. Okay. He got his last question. I just want to get my last question. in before we go home here, what yeah. is, you know, you're about a fourth of the way through the season. We're at like yeah, a little over fourth of the way through the season now. What's been your favorite memory? Is it is it is it going to be the Philadelphia 76ers game? But what like what's been the favorite memory so far? I think um, the 76ers game right now, and it's not just recency bias. I it you know because it was last night, definitely that because it's these guys that fight, and Stephen Silas said as much that fight and that hustle finally turning into a win, you know, because they stayed in the game with the Clippers. They stayed in one of those Nuggets games. They, they fought against Golden State the first time. And, but now to see that turn into a a dub is cool. So as of now, um, it's definitely that. I think, you know, when we played the Pacers, it was a full circle moment to see Quinn Buckner, who was a mentor of mine to see, um, you know, Rick Carlisle, who was the head coach when I was a kid and is now the head coach again of the Pacers. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I want there to be no ambiguity. I am Houston, Houston, Houston now. But, um, you know, those full circle moments personally are very cool. So probably Pacers, the Pacers game was was a nice memory um, here in Houston. But the 76, the win against the 76ers was just um, 
that was special. The the Phoenix one was almost too quick to right. Oh, and it, and it was regulation and all that, and it was awesome. But this one was at home. This one was two overtimes. This one was against five, like five former Rockets. I mean, um, and like I said, that complete team win. Every single guy needed like therapy, you know, not therapy, but like um, recovery after the game or the next day mm. because of they gave their bodies. So, um, yeah. I, I, everybody's listening to this but as it, when we're recording last night was the magical double overtime win against the 76ers <laughs> there you go there you go and then <laughs> I, and we're also penciling in march 9th right i just saw on the calendar march 9th is a uh, the game in indiana so we're penciling <laughs> that's penciled in right yes that'll be cool and and just from a broad perspective one of the the things that I don't take for granted with this job is the opportunity to travel and to, um, you know, Tillman Fertitta is amazing and um, has provided us with great, a great, you know, plane for transportation. And then, um, you know, it's a blessing to be able to see cities that I haven't been to before. And um, all of that is, is awesome as well. So Indiana's definitely circled. I'm excited for that one, but um, you know, it was cool to, I'm, I'm a big outdoors girl. So to go to Denver for the first time, I knew I'd like it, but mm -hmm. that was really cool. And um, you know, anytime you can go a place where you have some friends and some family is, is awesome as well. So more rockets wins on the way. Can't wait. There you go. There you and go. we're all going to be here for it. We're all going to be tuning in, obviously as the games unfold, because I think by the time this episode comes out and it should be coming out, thursday which would be the san antonio game which will be you know oh. you'll be you will be working that day as will we we're just not going to be at we're just not going to be in san antonio working but we're gonna be working our our regular jobs but we'll all be working that day that's what that's what matters vanessa thank you so much for just meeting us at the summit here for coming on our show um have you done have you done any any rounds on the rockets pods you know i have um okay. i've done one, I believe, and I have an invite out for another. It's just about making the times work. So okay, I get that. Um, yeah, but you guys job and are, are, are so important for fans to have a voice and um, really enjoy your content. So keep it up. We appreciate we really it. Appreciate you. Vanessa, let's roll out the red carpet for you one time. Where can they find you? Give them all the socials one time. I am on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and everything is at Sports Vanessa. Every social media. YouTube, at Sports Vanessa, everything. That's more uniform than me. I think I have I think my Instagram's different than my Twitter account. I need to up my game. Yeah, we all have different hats. It's not synchronized, unfortunately. <laughs> We're just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Long. My name is too long for Twitter. Um, your mm. Twitter handle can only be 50 characters and my and Vanessa Richardson is 17 letters so I had to pick a different uh Twitter name which is what sparked the sports Vanessa and I and then I was like yeah, I'll just make it easy it, so, it has yeah. a good it's a nice ring to it, it has there a nice go. ring to it I can't there hate you go. it has a good it has a great it has a great ring to it so okay let's go ahead and end the episode here Vanessa thank you so much for coming on we appreciate it and we appreciate you thank you so much for coming on thank you guys appreciate it and I'll see you at the next home game the summit Four, 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 five.